of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's Church in Cambus Lang for the celebration of morning mass, which is the funeral mass for the repose of the soul of George Taylor. Especially we welcome uh, to the church uh, Margaret, his wife, and his children also, Lisa and Jennifer and George. Welcome to Jennifer and Ian, and of course John and Jean and Agnes and John and all the family that are here with us. What a consolation it will be to the family to see so many family friends uh, here with us too, and I thank you for your presence uh, today. George was a very good person in so many ways, a great friend uh, to many people as well, uh, and of course it's a great testimony to him to see so many people here today with us. Today, uh, amidst the sadness of loss, there is also the joy, isn't there, and sense of thanksgiving for a life that has meant so much to so many people. So today, that joy lifts us up in our sadness. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant George, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. from the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will prepare for all peoples a banquet of rich food. On this mountain, he will remove the mourning veil covering all peoples and the shroud enwrapping all nations. He will destroy death forever 
the Lord will wipe away the tears from every cheek. He will take away his people's shame everywhere on earth. For the Lord has said so. That day it will be said, See, this is our God in whom we hoped for salvation. The Lord is the one in whom we hoped. We exult and we rejoice that he has saved us. The word of the Lord. from the book of the apocalypse happy are those who die in the lord i john heard a voice from heaven say to me write down happy are those who die in the lord happy indeed 
the Spirit says. Now they can rest forever after their work, since their good deeds go with them. This is the word of the Lord. with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I've gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me, so that where I am you may be too. And you know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. Many people over the last few days since hearing of the death of George Taylor have said how deeply saddened they are to hear this news. Many people knew that he had become unwell and hoped that he would turn the corner. Throughout the illness, George so hoped to be well again. He hoped that the doctors would help him to get better. That was his hope. Uh, more recently too, when he was getting out of hospital. Perhaps it would take time, but that he would be eventually better. Sadly, that was not how things were to turn out. Just after Christmas, it became clear that the doctors would not be able to save his life. He asked me to come and to say prayers with him and to give him the sacraments. These he received with great faith and devotion in the company of his family who were at his bedside. Over these last few days of his life, he was very quiet, taking in in everything but saying very little. His death came in the evening of the first day of the new year. Today at the Mass, uh, the readings are full of hope. Those we love 
who have passed from our life are in God's hands. There is a place kept in the Father's house, and there is a destination to which all our joys and trials are leading, not darkness, but eternal light. And we reach that place very often as the weary traveller who has walked a long distance, and we are assured at the end, at rest, at the end of our life and all of the work that we've done. We're at home, we've reached that place where we've been travelling to and that place that we are assured of. For it's always his will that we should be saved and none should be lost. But there is always the place in his home. There are many room, rooms, rooms aplenty, rooms not for the few, but for the many, and I suspect all. I believe that Lily the other day was asking uh, if George Body is still here, then when, when does he get to heaven? And more importantly, how does he get there? I think she was thinking that there was a ladder involved or a rope that might be put down. Family members referred the question to me. Ask Father Morton. <laughs> but I'm sorry not to help you out in this one. A few details about uh, George's life. Born on the 14th of July, 1950, his mother was Lily and his father George. <coughs> Amazing as it might seem, it came as a surprise to his mother at his birth that he was one of two children. He was born, and then 10 minutes later, to her surprise, George's identical twin was also born. <coughs> that 10 minutes that he was born uh, he always meant so much uh, to George it meant that he was always ten minutes ahead of his brother of course uh, they also have uh, sisters themselves Agnes and Julie and Elizabeth and the family were brought up in Tory Glen uh, both John himself and himself went to St Bridget's Primary School and then on to Holyrood Secondary School. Both very quiet, but it seems that George himself did the talking for both of them. His working life, he became an ink technician and eventually progressed to being plant manager with Sun Chemicals, retiring from this work in the year 2014. Well, working at a place called the Pig and Whistle. He met his future wife, Margaret, and they married in 1976. Children followed, Julian in 77, Louisa in 78, Jennifer in 1980, and George in 1982. In time, the family, of course, were to be added to by <coughs> Jennifer and Ian, and then, of course, the young grandchildren themselves. Lily and Ryan and Mia and Kian. George had a long and happy marriage to Margaret. They got on very well indeed and were very happy bringing up the family together and very happy to receive those grandchildren into their lives as well. George himself was an excellent father <coughs> and much loved by his children. He was a strong support to them in their life helping them, guiding them, 
and always being there for them. They'll always regard both himself and their mother as one of the blessings of their lives and will always remember him and be especially devoted to him. Those grandchildren were very special to George and he was very special to them. They had a great relationship with him and always liked to visit him and Margaret at their home. He so wanted to live on for them, to see the years to come, but sadly it was not to be. He knew the terrible sadness with the early death of Julie, his daughter. It was something that he never got over and missed her every day since her death. The one consolation was having Lily, that firecracker of a girl, a girl of a thousand questions, a girl of restless energy. She's been a great light to everyone's life. But Julie's death was a great heartbreak for him. In nature, he was a very quiet man in many ways and liked his own space. In later life, he particularly liked Creel and had a caravan there which he would escape to for even more quiet times. He liked very much the company of family and friends and was a very humorous man as well. He had a passion, as you might know, for football. He and brother John played very often in the same teams. By all accounts, he was a hard player himself and took no prisoners. John, by common consent, was the better and the more skillful player George, the player that you wouldn't tangle with. They were regarded to be the Cree twins of local football. (laughs) George always contended that John wasn't the better player as he'd been selected to play for Scotland at amateur level. The jury's out and the discussion continues. Lots of memories. One memory from Margaret. George had been out, let's say, too long. He arrived at the house to a closed door. He only got in when he appeared with a flower in his mouth. (laughs) Margaret gave in. The door swung open. Sibling rivalry. Eyebrows were raised when Agnes appeared with a new suede coat given to her by her parents. The boys complained of favouritism. They only get two car coats, matching, of course. (laughs) He was, in many respects, a very quiet person, but blessed with a quick and humorous nature. He would often look over his glasses and very often smile. He'd be very much missed uh, by Margaret, his children, his grandchildren, his sister Agnes, and very much missed, uh, of course, by John. There's a special love and affection that exists between twins and especially identical twins. And he will be missed by his friends here in the locality, friends he has known throughout his life, and friends that he's met through his footballing days.
we don't just pass through life, do we? But we're all connected in many ways. Our lives are wound in and out through each other. And it's a mystery of love. The family that we're born into, the wife and husband that we take, the children, the grandchildren, the friends that we have, the people that we live nearby. Our lives are entwined in and through each other. And it's the mystery of love by which God himself creates us and wills for us. Our life touches others. Others' lives touch us. We thank God for the good, generous and kind love that George himself has lived by. And we thank God for the difference that he's made in so many people's lives. He was greatly loved in this life and will be greatly missed now and also in the years to come. May he rest in peace. Please stand. Please stand. Let us come to our loving Father, asking God to give eternal rest to the departed and comfort and hope to the living. For the family of the church, that we may grow in our faith in the power of Jesus over sin and death, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the leaders of nations, that they may promote peace and justice in the world, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who mourn their loss, especially the family and friends of our brother George, that their grief may be lightened by the risen Christ and his promise to unite his, us again in his heavenly home. We pray to the Lord. Amen. For George, our brother, who sleeps in the Lord, that he may be raised up on the last day and receive the reward of his goodness. We pray to the Lord. Lord hear in silent prayer, let us remember our personal needs and intentions. God of our salvation, you reward the just and console those who mourn. Hear our prayers in the name of your risen Son, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated.
sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that he who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. In him the hope of blessed resurrection has dawned, that those saddened by the certainty of dying might be consoled by the promise of immortality to come. Indeed, for your faithful Lord, Life has not changed, life has changed, not ended. And when this earthly dwelling turns to dust, an eternal dwelling is made ready for them in heaven. And so with the angels and archangels, the thrones and dominions, the hosts and the powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of glory. Blessed is he who comes from you, 
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what they do fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember George, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face and have mercy in us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him, and with him, and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your Church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. Let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship.
Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Do not 
God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant the strengthened by it, our dear brother George may come to the eternal table of Christ. We ask this through Christ our Lord. <coughs> Just a final word again to thank you on behalf of the family for your presence here and the great consolation it will be to them. Uh, after the service at the cemetery, you're very welcome to join the family uh, at Whitefield Bowling Club they'd be delighted to see as many of you as possible.
Great to 